I want to discuss the concept of soul group today. I love this concept. And I find that when we explore it, it opens doors to understanding our relationships on a deeper level, understanding how we're connected, and even understanding our own personal relationship with our higher self. This is your moment. Okay, I'm going to jump right in and I'm going to give you a a description of soul groups in form. Now, understand this, that on the other side, there really isn't form. It's not like there's a shopping mall and, you know, houses and trees, et cetera, et cetera. While we can experience all of these different types of things on the other side, in general, the other side isn't really based in form. Form comes in linear time, right? In other versions of time, but form does come in linear time. It's why we experience it. We've got the table, the door, the wall, et cetera, et cetera. But on the other side, they don't function on linear time. This is why it can be sometimes hard to explain these things, but I like to explain them in analogies because the analogy will really help us to understand how we're connected. So disclaimer here, When I discuss this, it's not literally what's going on on the other side. This is a description of how we are all connected. And now let's start with the higher self. The higher self is like a large ball of energy, right? Your higher self is like a large ball of energy. And when we have a life here on earth, the entire higher self doesn't come down. Instead, we take a little piece of that light out, a little chunk of the higher self. We throw it into the body. The body runs around, has a life, you know, and finish its life. And then let's leaves the body behind when we pass and cross back on over. And then that light comes back and reunites with the higher self. So we have, and then we'll take it to the next step. We have multiple lives. What are multiple lives? multiple different little chunks of that light going out into different bodies in different timelines. Now, that higher self is connected to an infinite number of other higher selves, right? Think of it this way. Imagine a spider web that goes out in every direction, multi-directional, goes out in all different directions. You, in the middle of that spider web, the people next to you, closest to you on the spider web, the higher selves that are closest to you on the spider web are your soul group, right? And the ones that are right close to you, like right next to you on the spider web, those are your soulmates. So right next to you is the soulmates on the spider web. Outside of that are uh, soul groups and your your, more and more of your soul group. In essence, your family, your friends, people that you meet. As you go out further, there might be higher selves that... Uh, you have a short experience with on earth, but you know, if it, but you're not really close. You don't spend a lot of time together. And then it'll go out beyond that because we don't associate with every single human being on earth. Every time we're here, we associate with a certain group of people. And this group is your soul group. These are your parents, your siblings, the uh, caretakers that come into your life, even if they're not your biological parents, uh, your friends from elementary school, from high school as an adult, your coworkers, right? The, the cashier at the shop down the road that you've gone to for the last 15 years and you joke every you know Tuesday morning when you go pick up your supplies. So 
these people that are in our lives on a regular basis are part of our soul group. And the closer they are to you in this lifetime, the closer they are to you on that multidimensional spider web. Think of it this way. When your when your soulmate, you know, something happens to them, it shakes the spider web and you are very close to them on that spider web. So it's going to shake you. You're going to feel this. This is why typically, uh, you know, that maternal instinct, that paternal instinct, you know, that parental kind of moment where you're like, oh, I feel like something might've happened, right? That's that spider web shaking. It's really close to you. Now, this soul group, all right, this, this massive higher selves is this group of, you know, it's hard to put a number to it, right? Because how many really is in a soul group? There's no set number. But for the fun of it, let's say there's like 40 of you in a soul group, okay? It's very limiting, but let's just throw that out there for right now. Let's say there's 40 of you in a soul group. It's that group of individuals that are going to go down to each and every different lifetime. Okay. If I'm closest to you on this spider web, if you're in my soul group, you and I will interact in every single lifetime. It's almost as if we all get together on the other side and we say, hey, you know what? I want to go down and have a life. And in this one, I'm going to be uh, this person and this is going to be my job and this is the town that I'm going to land in. And somebody else in your soul group says, oh, okay, I'm going to be your best friend. And then somebody else in the soul group says, oh, okay, I'm going to be that person that comes in and breaks your heart when you're 16. And you're like, oh, that, thanks a lot. And then somebody else in your soul group says, I'm going to be your grandparents or your teacher or, you know, fill in the list. But that's going to be different for every single lifetime. So in that lifetime, my grandparents might be my grandparents, but in a different lifetime, a different soul group meeting, you could say, where I, where I say to everybody, okay, I'm going to go down and have another life. Those same people that said that they were going to be my grandparents, that were my grandparents in that other life, maybe there's something different in this life. Maybe they're my sisters, right? In this one, instead of being your grandparents, we're going to be sisters in this one. We play different roles in each lifetime for our soul group. And we take really kind of, it's, it's almost like taking turns and saying, okay, well, this time, you know, uh, we're going to be best friends versus this time we're going to be brother and sister. So different lifetimes, we have different roles, but we always have the same soul group. We always have the same soul group. That's why there's familiarity. That's why when you see somebody, you meet somebody, let's say you're 32 years old and you run into a stranger and you meet them just briefly in a line at a coffee shop and you think to yourself, I feel like I've known you forever. It's because you have, <laughs> you have, and chances are good. They're going to play a role in your life and chances are really good. They're in your soul group in that, that close proximity on the giant spider web that is made of unconditional love and connects us all it is the god source it is you know it's it's the connection of everything when you hear people say we are all connected yes we are all connected we are all really in essence one and those that are connected more closely to you in this analogy again it's an analogy and this analogy are going to be the ones that are in every single lifetime and the ones very close to you in this analogy, this spider web analogy are going to be your soulmates. Now, soulmates don't have to be lovers. 
right? They don't have to be romantic. They can be friends. They can be um, uh, parents or teacher. I mean, they can be uh, someone that's in a non-romantic role in your life. A soulmate is going to be the one that pushes you energetically the most. And what I mean by that is whether it be positive or negative, it can be either. They are going to push you until you do something, until you change or you grow or you um, set boundaries and in maybe a negative case, or finally get the courage to just thrive and do what you've always wanted to do in a positive case. So soulmates in your life, when you're with them, you you are all of you. You don't necessarily have to put on a, a, like a show because you're so close. You're so familiar that you very quickly become um, comfortable, right? And I'm not talking about like narcissistic love bombing. Those are not soulmates. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people that, you know, you just know that you've known them in another life or you just feel connected on a level that you don't feel connected with many, many others. And again, can be a friend, can be a teacher, can be, you know, a coworker, it can be anything. It doesn't have to be romantic. So in summary, let's go back to this, right? Your higher self is like a ball of light on the other side. You take a chunk of that light out, throw it into a body on earth. It has a lifetime. And then when it lets go of the body, passes away, that, that chunk of light comes back and reunites with the higher self. All of these balls of light, all of these higher selves are located in an analogy on a multidimensional spider web. And the ones that are closest to each other are in essence, a soul group. And these do also overlap, like Venn diagrams, if you can think of it that way, but they do overlap. I mean, the people that are on the outer layers of my soul group are also going to be in perhaps closer layers of another soul group, right? It's not like we come down here and there's only 40 of us and, and all 40 of us only associate with each other. These these sort of blend and and, you know, shift and move like moving water. It's really quite fascinating if you think about it, but that's the soul group. And one thing you can rely on is that the people in your soul group are going to be in your multiple lives over, you know, all of time. So they might be in this lifetime. They will be in this lifetime with you. They're going to be in another lifetime with you, perhaps in a different role, typically always with the same positive or negative challenge, positive or negative connection. And this is why people do past life regressions to kind of understand a relationship, perhaps with an individual, they might go back to another life and review that life and, and the role that the individual played in that lifetime to kind of compare it to this one to say, oh, okay. So when we come down here in these lifetimes, while you were my grandparents in the previous one, now your sisters in this one, I can see that in both of those lifetimes, you both gave me the challenge of X, Y, and Z. We play roles in our soul group and we are pretty consistent with it. And it's a very loving thing to do to say, okay, I'm going to challenge you or I'm going to, you know, um, motivate you or I'm going to be your cheerleader or I'm going to keep you safe in this situation or I'm going to do, you know, and again, these can be negative, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, the person's bad. It just means that's the role that they're playing. Is a negative thing happening good? No. Mm -mm. And I'm not really a big um, proponent of the concept of everything happens for a reason, it was supposed to happen, et cetera, et cetera, that 
feel like that really discounts the experience of the person who's having a negative experience. I think it really discounts it because for some people, some of the negative challenges that happen, albeit are still within that soul group, can be negative challenges that are very, 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 very difficult and um, not easy to even understand for others. So we do have to honor that. I'm not a big you know, cheerleader of the concept that, oh, everything happens for a reason. I think that that just kind of blows away people's pain as if it doesn't matter. And it does. It does. Because we're very human. <laughs> we have to remember that. Uh, we can talk about this, you know, ethereal kind of soul group concept. And on the other side, there's no linear time, et cetera, et cetera. But the bottom line is, is when each of those individuals in the soul group comes down into this existence, some of that can be hard. And some of that can be uncomfortable. And some of that can be, you know, very negative, right? And so we have to honor all of the experiences that that people have here, both the good and the bad, not discounting the difficulty that it is to go through it. On the other side of that, also not discounting the amazing experience people have as well, because we have a whole spectrum of experiences in each of our lifetimes. So that's soul groups kind of in a nutshell, I guess you could say in a spider web, that's soul groups, right? We are like a loving family, a team, et cetera, et cetera. You know, sometimes you've got a family member that, that can be really difficult and that's that does, that happens here. We all come down, we play a role in each other's lives. We have the experiences, uh, you know, that we have during our lifetime, Hopefully we have the support that we need as well. And also hopefully we have the cheerleaders to really encourage us uh, to, to lift up to the heights that we want to lift up to as well. And then when it's all said and done, we reunite with our higher selves. Then there's another lifetime that comes around. So it's all good. I do love it. But I wanted to lay that out because sometimes we have relationships that we don't quite understand or sometimes we meet someone we're like why is it that I feel like I've known you forever it's because they're part of your soul group and lastly I will say this just because someone's a part of your soul group doesn't mean you can't put up healthy boundaries in this lifetime because maybe that was their role that was their role to push you just enough to show you how important it is to take care of yourself and to set those boundaries safely and in the most healthy way you can do it for you but sometimes a soul, you know, a soulmate or somebody in your soul group can be that challenge for you. In addition to hopefully many, 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 many of the individuals in your soul group loving you and lifting you up unconditionally. This podcast is brought to you by The Sage Method, the most comprehensive and down-to-earth intuitive development training available. Is this your year? Is it finally your time to increase your intuition? bring in more abundance, and experience the bliss you deserve? If yes, then join thousands of students across the world for a seven-week journey to uncover your natural, beautiful, and strong intuition. Visit us at thesagemethod.com for more information.